While there's no argument that your habits have an effect on the progress you make, at the heart of it is your mindset. The mindsets you have will determine the behaviors you create. Stick around because today we're sharing three mindsets that promote bad habits and how you can reframe them to improve your productivity. Let's do this. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama, because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hey, you. Welcome to episode 47 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. And I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. So Megan, it'll probably come as no surprise to you that I've been thinking a lot about habits lately, specifically my own. I've been paying more attention to my behavior, especially around my resistance to certain types of work activities. Yeah, that is no surprise. So have you had any interesting insights? Yep. I've discovered that I still have a fair amount of work to do. <laughs> I, just, I just do. <laughs> yeah, that's also not a surprise. We are all works in progress. There's always something to improve upon. And all meaningful change begins with awareness. One of my favorite things about Teresa is that she's not afraid to look at her stuff. We all need to unpack the baggage from time to time. To identify what you want to change, you've got to look inside your mind and your heart. Thanks, Megan. I appreciate that. Now, what Megan just said is immensely important. Change starts from within, right? I think everybody knows that. But it's a personal responsibility. If you're not happy with something, you're the one who has to change it. At first, it can be scary and even a bit painful to look inside yourself. It sure can be. But Teresa said something in a past episode that really stuck with me. She offered a way to reframe your thoughts about your shortcomings and flaws. Do you want to talk about that a bit, Teresa? Sure. I said, instead of thinking about unwanted behaviors as shortcomings and flaws, reframe those thoughts with this mantra. I'm identifying and changing behaviors that no longer serve me. And I'm going to say that again, because I just, I think it's really important. I'm identifying and changing behaviors that no longer serve me. Those behaviors are habits that you formed over time. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Changing habits can be difficult. But when you start replacing those unwanted behaviors or bad habits with those that help improve your life, it, it just feels amazing. With that said, Making those changes starts with you. You have to slow down long enough to identify what you want to improve on. Of course, you can feel free to ask for support along the way, but ultimately, you're the one who has to do the work. Yeah, that is so true. It does begin with you. I want to remind you that first, you have to be aware of the habits that you have. Really pay attention to your behavior during the day. Even doing something small like turning on a light switch is a habit. You do it automatically without thought. And that brings up the interesting question, 
Do you really understand what a habit is? Recently, I read an interview with Wendy Wood, the author of Good Habits, Bad Habits, The Science of Making Positive Changes That Stick. And she described habits this way. I quote, habits are a learning mechanism. All we have to do is repeat something and get rewarded for it, and we're learning a habit. In research that I've done, we find that about 43% of what people do every day is repeated in the same context, usually while they are thinking about something else. They're automatically responding without really making decisions, and that's what a habit is. A habit is a sort of mental shortcut to repeat what we did in the past that worked for us and got us some reward. I heard the phrase learning mechanism in that description of a habit. Is that learning mechanism the habit loop that James Clear explains in Atomic Habits? It is. As a reminder, the habit loop or four-step process from James Clear goes as follows. One, the cue. That's the trigger to initiate an action. Two, the craving. That's the motivation or desire to perform the action. Three, the response. And that's the actual habit you perform. And four, the reward, which satisfies your craving. To demonstrate how a habit loop is a learning mechanism, I'll spell out the process with the example that Megan just mentioned, turning on a light switch. So the cue is you walk into a dark room. The craving is you want to see. The response is you flip on the light switch. And the reward is that your desire to see is fulfilled. What you've learned here is that in order to see, you have to turn on the light. So that mental shortcut that Wendy Wood mentions is you turn on a light when you walk into a dark room. You don't wonder what to do when you walk into a dark room. You've already performed that process many times so often that it's automatic. It's much like our autonomic reflexes or reactions, like breathing. You don't think about it. You just do it. Exactly. And that's why you still reach for the light switch during a power outage. (laughs) Now, this is an example of an innocuous habit. It would be great if all our habits were like that. hmm? If the only habits we performed during the day were neither good nor bad, and the rest of the time we were in full control of everything, right? Yeah, that would be great. But unfortunately, that's not the way it works. You perform a task, you are rewarded in some way, and before you know it, it's a habit. If it's a good habit, like making your bed when you get up or focusing on your most important task when you go into your office. That's awesome, right? Ah, a utopian society. But alas, it's simply not that way. Not every habit you've created is in your best interest. Some habits may be good, but not necessarily good for you. Ah, and there's the rub. Explain that one more, please. Well, of course, We are all continually working on ourselves and improving our habits, whether it's personal or professional. But just because a habit is good for me doesn't mean it will work well for you. For example, I'm a member of the 5 a.m. club. Don't cringe. You know, I wasn't always, but in my quest to build a better morning ritual, I found that I enjoy getting up that early. 
I have a very leisurely morning ritual that focuses on self-care. I don't even look at work stuff before 7 a.m. Now for me, it works. That's why I do it. However, what typically happens is that you hear my whole morning ritual and think it sounds great. So you decide that you're going to get up at 5 a.m. But what happens for you is that you can't focus, you're falling asleep at your desk, and you're super cranky. So you want to create good habits, but good habits that work for you and your personality. If you're forcing yourself to get up at 5 a.m., you may do more harm than good. And if that's the case, you're less likely to repeat that behavior. The point is that even if a habit is a good one, if it doesn't work for you and with you, then it's not necessarily good for you. Okay, let's talk about productivity for a minute. As a productivity coach, Teresa helps clients with a myriad of things. So I'm curious, Teresa, what do you think is at the root cause of someone's ability or inability to make meaningful progress in their business every day? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Not always, but most of the time, I'd say it's someone's mindset. Once a client believes they can succeed, then creating the right foundation can occur. The right mindsets will help you create good habits. Conversely, the wrong mindsets will foster bad habits. Your habits affect just about everything you do throughout your day. And some of the habits you formed are created by the mindsets you have. So if your mindset is that business is hard and you can't be successful, you'll actually create habits that will confirm that narrative. Essentially, you'll build habits that sabotage your success. And those are mindsets that promote bad habits. Those bad habits will kill your productivity for sure. Mindset is a big deal. In my own business, I was really caught off guard by how much my mindset affected my success. Your beliefs frame your reality. I would blame other people or circumstances. And the ultimate realization was that I didn't have a mindset that was supporting me well. So while we can't unpack all of the mindsets that promote bad habits because we'd be here forever, (laughs) Teresa is going to take us through three of them today. That's true. As I mentioned earlier, I still have a lot of work to do on myself. Building good habits is an ongoing process. I still possess plenty of unwanted habits that affect my productivity. However, I know that my bad habits are linked to mindsets that I still have to change. Some are limiting beliefs based on life experiences that I've had. Others are adopted beliefs that came from societal norms or even old mentors. I'm a work in progress. And as we've discussed many times on this podcast, I've started small. I'm not trying to wake up today and be someone else. I'm making adjustments one bit at a time. But today I want to share three mindsets that I've conquered quite successfully. I'll also share some reframes that you can use if you're struggling with any of these yourself. That sounds like a great place to start. Okay, what's first? When it comes to mindsets that promote bad habits, nothing does it like prioritizing being busy over being productive. There's this misconception that if you're not working every single minute of the day, then you aren't a legitimate business. I certainly had that mindset. I used to think exactly like this. And it's how I ended up working 16 to 18 hours a day. 
I believed that in order to be taken as a serious business owner, it was my responsibility to do everything and anything. Nothing could be further from the truth. When you have this mindset, you create lots of bad habits. We want the juicy details. So tell us, what are some of the bad habits you created, Teresa? Some of those bad habits were not stopping to eat, drink water, and even on some days, as gross as it sounds, bathe. And I know there are people out there that are doing this. Stop it. (laughs) Um, Drinking massive amounts of caffeine, um, not sleeping more than two to three hours a night, being attached to my phone 24 seven, and, you know, working without clear goals or a plan. Of course, there were a lot more, you know, one of my worst habits though, involved my phone and social media. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd hide under the covers and make graphics. (laughs) I can totally relate to that because that's me. I often work in bed, particularly in the winter when it's dark in the early morning and I don't want to wake up my husband. Writing in bed gives my brain something to do other than reading the news. (laughs) And it makes me feel like I'm being productive. I get it. That was my reasoning as well. But believing that I needed to be busy all the time kept me from being productive. I was doing things, sure, but I wasn't accomplishing much. I'm proud to say that my life no longer looks like that. It's taken time to develop my new mindset, which is to focus on what matters. And that's how I approach every day. Focus on what matters. That is so important to note. This is directly tied to your goals and to your plan, right? Yes. To figure out what work matters in your business, you have to know your goals and create your plan. Once you have that information, it's easy to do less in your business. And your productivity improves like significantly because the work you do has clear intention and purpose. You know how it fits into the big picture and why you're doing it in the first place. Instead of being scattered, your work has a focus and you actually make progress. Intentional, purposeful, goal-driven work is much better than busy work. Amen. And that feeling of accomplishment helps to improve productivity even more. I love it. All right. What's next? Another mindset that promotes bad habits is believing that notifications are helpful. Look, technology is amazing. I am a total tech junkie. Megan knows my Achilles heel. And we were just talking about it before this podcast, right? We were. It's AppSumo. (laughs) That's right. But most of our technology comes with the ability to receive push notifications, whether it's Instagram, email, text reminders, or some other tool. In reality, notifications make you less productive. Those notifications add up to one thing, distraction. Oh my gosh. Notifications are totally distracting. Every time a device dings, rings, chimes, or buzzes, it's a cue to check something. That cue creates a craving to satisfy your curiosity. You respond by checking whatever it is, and you are rewarded by having your curiosity satisfied. That's right. It's a good old habit loop. Exactly. The bad habit you've created is every time I receive a notification, I stop what I'm doing to look. Instead of being helpful, a notification becomes a distraction And I'm going to note here too, that that distraction then leads to other distractions, usually right after it. 
when you create the habit of giving into notifications, now you work for your tools. It prevents you from getting into a workflow state and that totally kills your productivity. Okay, so what's the best way to deal with this mindset? First, reframe the thought with, my tools work for me. Then turn off your notifications. I mean, it's that simple. Instead, schedule time in your day to check things like email, texts, and social media. That solution makes so much sense. But I can feel the resistance emanating from our listeners. (laughs) I know it's happening. Yeah. I get a lot of pushback on this from clients too. But I promise once you create the new better habit of checking notifications on your own terms, you will not regret it. And listen, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't set alarms or reminders for super important things. I'll use an occasional alarm myself. When I hear something chime on my phone, then I know it's important. I've reduced my notifications dramatically, and it's really been beneficial to my productivity. So great advice. I think there's one more mindset. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Out of all the mindsets that promote bad habits, this one was the hardest for me to banish. That mindset is that you have to be at everyone's beck and call. This is particularly tough for those in service-based businesses. And look, I get it. Who wants to disappoint clients or colleagues? And it's not even just clients and colleagues. It could be friends and family. I think when you work for yourself, there's this misconception that you're sitting around watching Netflix all day. Oh, what? You're not doing that? (laughs) And we have to add on and eating bonbons. And eating bonbons, right? (laughs) I agree. (laughs) And even though the mindset here is that you have to be on call with everyone, the deeper mindset is that your time and work isn't as valuable as other people's. And that's completely untrue. When you have this mindset, the results are similar bad habits to those you create when using push notifications. Essentially, the bad habit is when a client reaches out, I stop what I'm doing and respond immediately. And if you don't believe that that's a bad habit, deal with a string of client calls all day long and then tell me how productive you were. Oh my goodness. I agree with this so, so much. This was a hard lesson that I learned over many years. Besides being demoralizing, this behavior trains your clients to expect or even demand that you're at their beck and call. And that's simply a recipe for unhappiness. So Teresa, what's a suggestion to reframe this mindset? A good reframe for this is I set clear boundaries for myself and others. And then take some time to figure out those boundaries as it relates to clients, colleagues, family, and friends. You have to do it for all of those groups. Trust me. Here are a few examples. You can set a clear policy with clients that you'll reply back within a four-hour time frame between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. You can only take phone calls from your children during the workday. Or you can create specific blocks of time a couple of days a week to network with colleagues or take meetings. Then you have to honor the boundaries you choose. These will help you manage your time, and good time management helps productivity thrive. And also, don't be afraid to say no to things that cross your boundaries. I love this. And this is how I dealt with my mindset in this area. Setting boundaries along with valuing my time made a massive difference. 
As a business owner, one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to learn to say no more often. And you know what? An unexpected but welcome result was that I attracted better clients. That's a great benefit. Hopefully you can see how certain mindsets lead to bad habits that can hurt your productivity. There's so much to consider when it comes to mindset and creating good habits. So I get that it can be overwhelming. Remember that it didn't take you a day to create the habits you have now, and it won't take a day to change them. Always start small. Pick one thing you want to improve and then choose one behavior to eliminate or create. One small step today and then every day after will move you further than you can imagine. You've totally got this. And we'll leave you on that note. Please leave us a positive rating or review if you found today's topic helped you. Thanks so much. You can find detailed show notes, links, and the transcript at MessyDesPodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. You don't want to want her? <laughs> what Megan just said is immensely important. Important. <laughs> I want to remember you. <laughs> you can remember me. Go ahead. <laughs> Success! <laughs>